0: Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited time welcome bonus today.
1: Get up in the evening feeling like Craig Thompson, grab my laptop, set up my mic, I'm gonna rant and rave some before I record, grab a glass of Coke and Jack, cause when we begin recording I know I'm not refilling that. Talking, previewing all the games, analyzing stats and plays, laughing, poking fun at names. Jeremy reads and quotes Phil Steele, Zine, pulling up numbers and reads. Starting to get a bit off topic. See what? Don't stop, make it hot, yell about the games, not Chris, will start a fight about the rankings tonight, Mountain West Connection and the hot takes, don't stop now, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 don't stop, make it hot, yell about the takes, not Chris, will start a fight, about the rankings tonight, Mountain West Connection, and the hot takes don't stop, now, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 we're biased against your team, and we make that clear, don't get paid, don't ever fade, cause we're already here, talk about hoops and football, cause we got all the swagger, sometimes guests come on the show, but we never have Mick Jagger, all the writers cramping up, Matt's throwing his arms up, Kyle's got all the funny stuff, we go until SBN shuts us down, or the Mountain West hunts us down, Mountain West shuts us down. Nobody's gonna shut us down. Don't stop, make it hot. Yell about the takes. Not Chris will start a fight about the rankings tonight. Mountain West connection and the hot takes don't stop now. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Don't stop, make it hot. Yell about the takes. Not Chris will start a fight about the rankings tonight. Mountain West connection and. Back Half to the latest Mountain Stop. West Connection the whoa, podcast. Whoa, whoa, uh, Jeremy whoa. Moss
0: here hanging out with whoa, him, Matt whoa, Kennerly. Whoa, whoa. Website, of course, MWCConnection.com. Uh, we're on YouTube now. Yay, right? Woohoo. Check us out there. Um, Yeah, we also got on Stitcher. We're on um, uh, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes. Please give us a review. That's all we care about. We want reviews to help more people listen to our amazing show. And each and every week, we're going to do this. We're going to try to make this a every day thing, or every show thing. And I apologies, I started to do daily podcasts, but did one, so... Sorry, folks. I'll get one up on Friday, maybe. <laughs> I was one for two this week, but here's where new do food. Brandon wants to come on a food show, so we're discussing... Should we have some sort of off-season just food show just to talk about food and stuff?
2: Maybe we could do some research for people who, like, want to take a road trip to other Mountain West towns and talk about maybe food choices where the best places to get food in the west is okay
0: let's head to eater.com and do some research i guess
2: we'll figure it out
0: we'll figure it out that's a good way to put it put it in there besides hey let's talk about your favorite food yeah we'll exactly just, we'll do something like that. that's a good way to stick it together to kind of make it all mesh but we are we're gonna talk um we're gonna do food at the moment because bacon versus taco is still going strong and i'm telling you it's a conspiracy because it's still 52% to 48% in favor of
2: Team Bacon. There's a long way to go, though. I thought it ended.
0: When does it end? I know you probably told me this, but is there an end end, end date in sight?
2: There's at least another month of this. It, it's a long-term thing. I think it goes until like the end of May, if I'm not mistaken. Because these are both
0: AAA affiliates, right? Yes. Okay, so their season starts pretty soon. So I maybe thought it went with uh, – which makes sense. Keep it going during the season for a little while to get some more interaction.
2: Yeah, the season here in town actually starts tomorrow night.
0: I think the Solid Beast – I know they had their media day a couple of days ago, so they're probably starting this week as well. So we're going to talk about that. We got that. But the biggest important breaking news, Wednesday, National Burrito Day, which means don't go to Chipotle Day as well, right?
2: Well, okay, so depending on when you listen to this, National Burrito Day may have already passed you by. Or Thursday, excuse me, Thursday, April 6th, not Wednesday. Yeah.
0: So if you had your one go-to place, what what is it? Because you are in the uh, taco capital of the world, but a taco and burrito are not the same, clearly, but close.
2: So, okay, so if we're talking in town then the obvious go-to place around here in Fresno is a place called Don Pepe's. And there's two locations. I'm mostly just glad that there's one that's basically right across campus. That's the best way. And if we're talking about, like, if I could go any place to get a burrito, honestly, and I would say this for anybody, whoever has the opportunity to do it, go to the mission in San Francisco. There's like two or three phenomenal places where you can get mission-style burritos which are just the most gigantic the most glorious tasting burritos that you will ever have in your life
0: so what makes them so special because we've discussed this location before
2: yeah well I, yeah like i said there's a couple of places like la elegante i believe is the number one rated place in all of san francisco as far as burritos go and then there's another places in the mission kind of right down the street actually called la uh, la taqueria and Honestly, some of it has to do with the size. Some of it just has to, a lot to do with the freshness. Like, if you go there, there's a line out the door for people waiting to get, to get these burritos, and it's cash only. So Ooh. if you're ever thinking about doing it, you've got to make sure you have cash in hand for that.
0: That's suspicious. Cash only. Hmm. <laughs> but it's like
2: it's one of those, it's just one of those things where it's like it's everything is made like so quickly, and it's made like basically right in front of you, made to order and i feel like that's a significant part of what makes it so good
0: but isn't not to say it's, not, it's a great thing but isn't nearly every burrito place like that almost because if i go to say people go to Chipotle, or i i, go, I love freebirds quite a bit or there's these local places they make them right there how they're not what's what i understand they're all made there but like i get it's made to order is there a burrito place where they're pre-made or something or just that's a weird concept. That's that's not a fresh burrito anywhere you go.
2: I mean, I don't know if there's an easy way for me to describe it. It's just, like, one of the best things I've ever eaten is really all I can say. So what's your go-to thing though at this type of burrito place? Honestly, like, I love shredded beef in a burrito. It just kind of reminds me of home and of, like, family reunions and stuff like that and when you can get it fully loaded like beans and rice and cheese and guacamole and stuff like that it's just
0: magnificent very important question what's your (laughs) very i'm serious very important what's your uh, bean preference bean preference
2: um i mean honestly if i can get it refried beans
0: yes correct answer
2: (laughs) well of course it's the correct
0: answer because, because, like I said, my place – I have a few places I go. Freebridge is my favorite by far, and they finally have them here in Utah. That's the only place I knew where they would put – yeah, black, pinto, which – stay away from pinto, in my opinion. I go black or refried. But if I can, I can't at the moment from losing, trying to lose some weight. It's not something I should be eating, but that's the only place to refried greens. So, like, I'm around town here. Like, if you go to Dink, Chipotle, I don't think they have that option – all these small local places here in Utah—they don't do refried beans as well. Or there's bigger change. I don't know if there's like um, it's Costa Vita in your area. Is that out there? Are you is familiar what? with Costa Vida? Are you familiar with that? No. Okay, it's basically—it's not like the wrapped-up burritos. You can get salads. You can get burritos. They smother them that type of style. So it's not like wrapped up to go. You just—you just eat it like out of a kind of a tin. There, it's not one you put in your hands to pick up. There's no refried beans there. I'm like, that's weird. So I I see the black beans in those places, but if I can get refried beans, that's the way to go. Would you put refried beans like in a taco or a burrito salad bowl, something on like that type? Uh, That seems iffy to me. That's where I go black beans.
2: In a taco, no. I mean, in a in well, a I mean like a salad, like, or a salad, I mean, like the burrito bowl, essentially. I would probably not be eating a taco salad or something like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair.
2: it is burrito day so it's not taco salad day yeah but i mean and and just as another word of advice for all the burrito enthusiasts out there if you didn't catch it the first time around when they were talking about it do yourself a favor and run a google search for burrito bracket oh yeah i think i may have mentioned this on the podcast before at some point but this would have been like a few years ago now where 538 basically went and tried to identify the best burrito place in all of America so if you are traveling somewhere, whether it's in California, which by the way has its own region in this bracket uh, whether it's across the west, whether it's in the east coast or the south or Mexico anything like that. Mexico
0: has some pretty solid options.
2: Chances are you can find a good burrito place anywhere you go.
0: I would say, too, like, I'm from Texas. There's some decent places there. But here in Utah, like I said, there's a lot of these smaller places. People joke, like, let's just go to Beto's because they're all either called Alberto's, Beto's, Rancherito's. (laughs) They're all kind of the same name. Robertito's, yeah. Essentially, they're all the same. They're not similar. Clearly, they're not similar. Well, they are, but they're all a little bit different. But I was surprised. And I'll tell you this. If I'm getting a burrito, I'd go to the one. There's a specific one I go to, but breakfast burrito is my choice no matter what. Number one choice by far that's fair i usually go sausage sometimes steak but usually sausage and it depends too there's places around town where it's super greasy and i don't like that because it kind of makes you feel sick or there's the one place i like it's um i forget which one exactly called but it's kind of where you still near me now but there's a couple that are really good but if you get a good breakfast burrito i'll go 2 a.m it's 8 a.m for breakfast lunchtime i'll get that those are probably the best places to go but, yeah, look at, I'm looking at the burrito bracket now. They have a co- couple different combinations. Um, but here's the under – honestly, here's the underrated burrito. No kidding. Um,
2: okay.
0: I know you I knew uh, preference and go to the Taco Bell as well, correct?
2: If I – I mean, if it's if I'm on the move, yeah. It's, I mean, Taco it's, Bells are everywhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not your favorite. But there's some decent stuff you'll get there sometimes, right? Yeah, it's not bad. So there's one they don't have it around here in Utah. It's I guess it's a, I don't know if it's a regional thing, but it's just the uh, chili cheese burrito. Do because I know when I go to if I'm in Houston or Texas, they always have that in the menu, but they don't have it here all the time. They do
2: sometimes. Do they? You can't get a beef burrito.
0: It's just called a it's like a chili chili cheese burrito. It's made a specific way, I guess. That's weird. It's weird, but it's 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 basically kind of chili wrapped. It's it's very simple the reason it reminds me now i'm looking at that 538 um best burrito. one of them looks like that where it's, it's all what is it? it's chili and cheese and tons and tons of cheese but it's like i don't know what it is but it's just so good it's very simple but very good sometimes simple works right
2: yeah definitely
0: and i'll tell you too um i i said this a bunch of times our good friend chris Hondras, who came on last week told me about a place if you're on, on disneyland property and down the left side about a mile down from there's like uh from, from the main gate on that left side which i guess if you're well opposite side of disneyland i guess going away from the freeway there's a great place at strip mall forget the name check that out but that's burrito stuff that's burrito talk i guess are we good i guess we can skip the other part well, we're gonna talk want, about
2: for, for the benefit of our listeners who may not be aware of some of these places and look, can i just name check a couple of places that were in the bracket back in the day
0: Definitely. It's 2014, it looks like. So I'm looking at it right here, and they're making me very hungry, and it's almost 10 p.m. o'clock or 10 o'clock for me.
2: (laughs) Apologies if these places don't exist anymore, but I do want to shout them out in case anybody wants to check them out.
0: If they're on this list, for,
2: for our New Mexico listeners, first of all, the number one seed in the West was actually a place in Albuquerque called Frontier Restaurant. So go check that out. Uh, illegal Pete's, which I know there's one in Fort Collins. I didn't get a chance to go there when I was there. Uh, that was also in the bracket. Um, in Vegas, there's a place called Comex Fusion, and even in Hawaii, there's a place called Konos in Haleiwa. So go, go, go! Make your stomach happy.
0: I should check this place out because this whole long article—it's just where bean and cheese are all it takes. That's basically what the chili cheese burrito is at Taco Bell, but I'm, I'm sure this is much better.
2: Bean and it's cheese.
0: A, it's out in Los Angeles at and B's in L.A.
2: I haven't had a chance to go. I'm hoping to actually get there next week.
0: To L.A. or to that place?
2: <laughs> to, to both, yeah.
0: <laughs> both. Because it's like it looks exactly like what it is at Taco Bell, but better. And those places, like you mentioned, out the door, are you familiar? It's a weird concept to me because I'm familiar with it. Do you know what a kolache is, right? Uh... Have we discussed no. this before? <laughs> and he said He's no. It's basically – it's like a – it's a breakfasting, It's like a hot roll with f- w- food inside. So, like, it's oh. like a hot biscuit filled, like, typically breakfast. So, eggs, sausage, ham. You can, get, you can get savory ones, sweet ones where you can get infuse it with, like, um, whatever you want for breakfast, a jelly or fruit or peach. You know what I mean? Just that type of stuff. There's okay. this little place in Provo near me, like, where I used to work at. They would have, for our department, every – Wednesday we'd get these things like get the classes and they're about as big as a, a baseball and you'll get maybe two they're really good at feeling you go down there dirt cheap it's not cash only but it's literally if you walk you can't walk into the store because it's probably about what three porta potty sizes to give an estimate of like how big it is the standing area something small like bad. that yeah. so pretty yeah. small line out the door for it takes a while cause they're so fresh I went Saturday morning at 8 a.m. and I was way too late because I had to wait in line for 45 minutes And they have guys doing magic stuff next to you to keep the kids occupied and just kind of screw around. But super good, super cheap. But find there's got to be clutches. If you go to L.A., there's got to be a place for calaches. Go find a clutches place. so good.
2: Yeah. And 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 also, can we shout out San Diego, too? Because I think among the Mountain West cities, they probably have their burrito game most on lockdown.
0: So let me ask you this. What's better, a good burrito or a good fish taco or shrimp taco?
2: Ooh um that's, that's can i just can i just say yes
0: <laughs> i don't want question any other way can i ask you a shrimp or fish taco what's your preference that way
2: fish and that's no disrespect to shrimp
0: It's a good call that's okay let's just say this we were going to talk about the masters what they're doing because it's masters week and was it unlv's former adam scott's out there is pretty good he's not making the dinner but some british guy is so let's just say we'd serve burritos is that quick enough to go over that I, yeah, that's actually what I would do. Because that's like what Tiger Woods did. He well, not burritos, but something Zippel head burgers. It's like, yeah, there we go. All right, right, let's get to football talk. So if you made it this far, thank you. We'll now get to some, some football talk this week. It's always good to talk food. Brandon wants to join us, so we'll make sure that, that happens for some sort of a tour of where to stop in each city for for these games and everything. So we had some news earlier today on Wednesday. The national schedule came out for ESPN and CBS games for the Mountain West, which is always uh, exciting to look over and kind of see what's going on. Are you surprised? Are you, first of all, very happy so far Fresno has zero weeknight games?
2: I'm actually kind of surprised just because at least in recent history, there's been a habit of at least having one at home. And I know that that's going to make a lot of fans around here happy is being able to get all six home games on Saturdays.
0: Oh, so it is every home game. I just noticed no Saturday games at the moment.
2: No, I think they had one Friday game on the. I thought they had one Friday game on the road. Maybe I was imagining that.
0: No, I, I kind of zero, but I didn't check if the, all their home all their home games were Saturday only.
2: Um, let me just run. Th- uh, yeah, it looks like the, looks like you're right. Never mind. Um, but actually, I went back and looked. I was like, when did the last time that happened? It actually hadn't happened since 2012, and I know that. You know, chances are at least especially early in the season because September can still be really hot around here, so they're probably going to be all Saturday night games. Mm -hmm. There may be like one, you know, 4.30 kickoff later in the year. I'm not totally sure. It looks like the Boise game is going to be at 12.30 on the day after, on the Thanksgiving weekend.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and you have a BYU game, but that's November. I guess the only games listed here, oh, they only have – Three listed on here at the moment. So there's others. But these are just the CBS sports games and ESPN games. There's still Root Sports, a West Network. But I doubt, I don't think Root Sports ever did a weekend night game in the past couple years. So
2: I think, yeah, I think they mostly just handled kind of the, uh, they kind of handled what, like the FCS matchups early in the year and then the odd, you know, division game.
0: Wyoming CSU. Kind of,
2: yeah, or like Wyoming UNLV, stuff like that. And,
0: one fan base that has rightfully to be very upset uh the fremont cannon nowhere to be found
2: on that is interesting
0: because unlv should be better and nevada will go we're going to do some over unders in a moment with a matt matt mummy slash hell mummy references but you gotta think their offense is going to be pretty exciting
2: Um, yeah i think it's definitely going to be a contrast of styles this year more so than in other years you know, because you figure UNLV is also going to be pretty run heavy if they have some experience at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as far as the rivalry games are concerned, that actually, before you mentioned that, I didn't realize that that was not among the uh, games, and that's really interesting to me.
0: Yeah, you because yeah, somebody mentioned to us on Twitter about that. But you got CSU at Wyoming. I wish it was the last weekend of the year because that's November 4th. But I don't get why these end-of-season games have to be that way because – you have on Friday Black Friday is always a game. You have New Mexico at San Diego State, which could be similar to the Boise Air Force last year, could decide a division title on the line because they're both should be pretty good. Boise at Fresno—that's, I guess, that's a rivalry, right?
2: Nah, yeah. You... I mean, I mean, ostensibly, it's like the rivalry between a hammer and a nail, but you know,
0: <laughs> who? Okay, I maybe we, I know we've asked this before, but. Who would you consider Fresno State's main rival? San Diego State?
2: I think it would have to be either San Diego State or San Jose State. And even then, it's not like any of those particular matchups have gone well for Fresno in the <laughs> last
0: few years. And it's, and the, yeah, because then you got BYU at Hawaii. Yeah, that's sort of a rival a little bit, but non-conference. you got Wyoming, San Jose State. It's like, what? what? And the Rams have a bye week because they made, they made a stupid schedule where they they did make an adjustment where they do get one by week, but they basically play every week in a row, almost. So why is it why why can't they switch that around? I don't know, but as for games, like as of right now, the non Saturday games you have Hawaii or excuse me, that don't have a Saturday game, Fresno, obviously, Nevada, Hawaii, Wyoming, and San Jose State. And there's only not there's not that many weeknight games as well, because there used to be I know a couple could change, but there used to be a double header every now and then, like a staggered start. It's not like it was two years ago where you'd have to fight between CBS and ESPN kicks at the same time. But the schedule looks nice because could this? Because maybe this is this is a possibility. The MAC has zero Saturday games. Isn't November on? I believe or con- no, or is it zero non-conference? Or what is it? Um, not they have. Is it conference play? They have no Saturday games. Is that correct? I think.
2: If I remember correctly, it's that they have zero conference games on Saturday in November.
0: I put that November on. So a yeah. full month of that, which is okay. I'm curious, maybe that has something to do with the Mountain West getting more of these. That's only one month, essentially.
2: Yeah, I have no idea.
0: Oh, yeah, it looks like it only is November. Awful announced did something again on this because it's been a while. We've noticed that. but So anything stick out to you like for who got games? So we know Boise gets the most because they're a side deal, which we'll get to in a minute. But... We do get Boise at San Diego State, but on CBS Sports Network, which... Here's the thing. People complain about that channel. There's reasons to complain because it is on a little bit higher tier. But is it really that much? Okay, I I don't want to judge by people's wallet what they get fed, but... Can't you get it for two months, three months out of season if you're already subscribing to some sort of pay TV package? Because you can go Uh September... Three months worth. That's all it takes. Three months, essentially
2: yeah i'm not totally
0: sure (laughs) i'm gonna say for my package i downgrade every year usually or i try to if i can depending on like what i get from rebates and all that fun stuff but for me it's eight bucks a month different to have it or not have it and i can cut it for half the year and get that money back essentially but the only issue we have is they don't stream games unless it's a the freaking window why can't they have a four-hour window come on is it that
2: hard no, but, you know, it's CBS, so, you know, whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's join this game of progress, second quarter going on. <laughs> <laughs> and then, my best thing about this, because people know I do stuff for BYU for my uh, other regular job, and so people were, when I tweeted out on our account, like, hey, here's some tweaks to the schedule. BYU at Hawaii, and then, um, what is it, the uh, Utah State game is also on CBS Network. I mentioned this out there because I, like, I said it could be really cruel. That game against BYU could be on Time Warner Oceanic and nobody could watch it.
2: <laughs> that would actually be really funny, though.
0: I would love if that would happen. People like, you might as well put no TV on the BYU schedule. It's like, people, relax. Commentators are fine. My Honestly, my only issue is that at the start, they don't have the window preference or streaming. That's it. That's kind of a big deal, but come on, it's not ba- that bad.
2: You just gotta check Twitter for Periscope. Find one hero out in the Hawaii crowd willing to stream the game for free.
0: Exactly. So it's. I just thought that was funny. But people who complain about it still, that like it's the why the Mountain West is worse. I'm like, hey, you can be comfortable to a same and have your games on BN Sports.
2: Okay, so you were asking me what stood out to me in the yeah, schedule.
0: Any surprises you finally come across?
2: Did you happen to notice how many games New Mexico is featured in?
0: Six national for ESPN, that yeah.
2: They, they get like a lot of run this year compared to a lot of you know years past where you know, you wanna... you know maybe, maybe their profile wasn't quite as high, but I think that is a credit to the job that Bob Davey has done in the last couple of years to really build them into a legitimate contender in the conference.
0: You need to and... address them by its proper name,
2: football Bob. Yeah. <laughs> there you
0: go that's a, okay now i know who you're referring to thank you yeah
2: and i mean it's and it's interesting too because they are kind of getting that week night treatment more so than any other team like their first matchup at boise is on a thursday night and then later four on the four of them yeah and then that later on they have you know uh friday night at home against colorado state and then friday night at home against unlv And then on the road, interestingly, at San Diego State on a Friday night, which, you know, if we're circling one game on the last week of the season, that could change a lot of things. That's probably it. But I think that that's really cool for the Lobos to be able to get those audiences, to be able to, to get that spotlight to themselves because they've put in a lot of work and gotten the kinds of results that deserve it
0: that's true but also fans need to show up for their games that's true they had that game hosting boise state after beating them the year prior yeah they got curb stomped this past year but at least by brett ripon who tore them up show up to these games right now your football team is a miles ahead of your basketball team which that is, is weird to say
2: <laughs> uh, and it's Has a- that ever happened before <laughs>
0: I doubt it because Bob Davey took a mic like, to their first ever bowl game when he, or not Bob Davey, Rocky Long before he said, because remember the infamous quote, I cannot do anything else here. I've done as much as I could at this program.
2: How good was the basketball team in 2007? I'm going to look this how, up real quick.
0: How bad was the football team in 2007? Was that the final year they made the bowl game?
2: Okay, so the, in, the, in, 2000, in 2007 under Steve Alford, they went 24 and nine and finished third in the conference.
0: Tournament bid, I'm assuming
1: uh
2: i don't know let's see (laughs) this is really riveting podcasting uh it they had an n.i.t birth
0: okay it was that the same year that Rocky long took him to a bowl game
2: that was the year they won nine games yeah
0: okay uh well it's it's interesting it's Just show up. It's like you – like, I tell people, people are finally coming around to watching New Mexico football. Because if you – like, I say it every time. Like, I was on New Mexico – it's not a brag, up, clearly, but seeing what they did when they nearly beat Boise State the first time around. Like, when they – they've always caused them problems when they joined the league. But I was on them, like, months before people. Like, I – usually during summer, I get brought on to various radio stations across the, the Mountain West to talk about them. Like who's your team to look out for? I've always said New Mexico every time, but when they won four games, whatever it was, Bob Davy, I'm like, watch out for New Mexico. Trust me, I, I, and it's it's true. If I always say the same thing, if they could have a quarterback who could sort of throw, and a defense that does not give up too many points, they could easily win the conference. And I don't think I don't I don't think that's far off to say that if it's Austin Opadeka who's throwing the ball, if it's Lamar Jordan being the QB there. Because defense has improved, but their points per game is too high. If they can get those two things a little bit better, there's no reason they can't win the conference and win 10 games. The other interesting note I found of this was Wyoming has quite a few games, which is good for them. They're defending, what do they get, eight of these? Three, four, five, six, seven overall. I'm curious. Um, I think CBS Sports Network had the first pick on Saturday, September 16th are the only picks because you have Oregon coming to Wyoming on CBS sports network and then Stanford at San Diego state also on CBS sports network.
2: Yeah. I mean, isn't that the same weekend? I think that's the same weekend where, for example, Fresno state's going to be at Washington so uh, I imagine they're, you know, they haven't accounted for all these non conference games yet. Sure. And I imagine, especially in September when, you know, some of these teams are going out to, you know, tilt at windmills basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, you know, even if they aren't national games on, you know, this particular package of, of games for CBS Sports Network and for ESPN, it's gonna be on like Fox Sports One or you know, the SEC Network or something like that.
0: Well, here's the reason that weekend's interesting, because you have Air Force at Michigan, probably Big Ten Network game. Yes. Colorado State at Al- Al- Alabama. I would say either SEC Network or ESPN. U that day, depending on the time of day. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of road games. Utah State at Wake Forest. And then you like some Fresno at Washington. Idaho State at Nevada, probably a route or Digital. And then you have San Jose State at Utah, which is probably pac-12 network i'm assuming
2: probably so, Yeah.
0: so that week there's a ton of road games i don't know why there was a because i don't know the rotation how they pick but you would think one would be on espn one would be on cbs
2: that's gonna be a good week of games i'm just, mm. I just that is
0: it. that. Not, <laughs> there's probably not many wins coming across there, but um
2: and that we—that's the same weekend that starts with New Mexico and Boise State on Thursday. Yeah, th-
0: th- Thursday night. So you got that conference game, which be could be huge. That's
2: gonna be so good.
0: That weekend outside, like honestly, the only game that's kind of a clunker. Really, like Idaho State Nevada.
2: I'm excited. Why can't it be football season already?
0: <laughs> I know. Why is it not here? Like that weekend? Because oh, how? Okay. Now we're not. Gonna, I'm not going to go that far. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole right now. But. um. Can I just make one stupid upset pick now? Sure. Wyoming's going to beat Oregon.
2: I'm going to hold you to that.
0: Is that really that stupid, though, just because of how bad Oregon was last year and they have a new head coach in town?
2: I mean, I still think that there's some kind of catch it with the Ducks, but uh, I'm not going to say it's outside the realm of possibility.
0: Wait, did you say catch it or cachet?
2: Cachet. Did I say catch? Whatever. You said catch it? (laughs) Sorry, Close I'm
0: enough. like wait. I'm like wait a minute. I'm not the that's one good. who said something incorrectly. Uh, the only other thing in on the schedule, I guess, San Diego State is has always been for some reason. CBS Sports Network loves San Diego State. Not sure why, but they do. Because they have, was it five, six, seven other games on CBS Sports Network? That's a lot. I don't. Do you have any reason why that's the case? i do not and it's almost always night games when they're at home
2: i think it's more interesting that a team like san jose state is going to be on espn a little more than san san diego state why i mean i imagine it'll probably be something like espn 3 for a game like for, for instance at the end of the year wyoming and san jose state you know well it I... depends
0: how good wyoming is
2: you know, San Diego State and San Jose State might be like the seven o'clock game on ESPN two or something like that. You know, San Jose State at UNLV is probably going to be like an ESPN three game. That's I'm mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's what it's going to come down to. Because
0: there's not that many streaming games from es from the Mountain West on ESPN three. There's usually maybe what four at most. Not many. Yeah, for there's not that many. Because they stick games on well, ESPN News typically goes to the American Conference for the most part. But I don't. know. Anything else you want to mention on the schedule? I think that's pretty good covering it all.
2: I think you're right.
0: So let's do this really quick. Um, one more. We'll do over unders here in a moment. Here we don't want to make this too long. We're at half an hour at the moment. There was a this happened. I thought this already happened, but I guess last summer Craig Thompson talked to the Reno Gazette Journal about the TV structure package, the bonus st- bonus stipulation. I thought it went into effect last year, but this year it's changing officially. So for those who don't know, you probably. Sh- Some maybe this you heard this up excuse me somewhere. If you played a on basically ESPN two or higher, so ESPN two, ESPN ABC or CBS, something one of those. So not ESPN U and not CBS Sports Network due to ratings. It had to be a home or conference controlled game. So conference games or home non conference games. And so you got paid three hundred thousand for a weeknight game, half a million for a Saturday game. Plus some incidentals or late kick times for a few extra bucks for those like 8 PM P- or mountain or 7 PM Pacific kick times. And so, and Boise state have their own side deal where they are guaranteed to play five other six home games on an ESPN channel. So they got built in money right there, right away. And then you can do the math right now quickly. If you keep up or want to do it, if you're in the mountain division, you get a bonus just because you're playing Boise state more than the West division. And some teams skip out playing Boise state. So because they get more ESPN games, that's being scrapped. So those bonuses are still in place, but it's being divided amongst eleven teams. Hawaii being the exception because they have their own deal with Time Warner Oceanic Pay Per View, which, as much as I hate, it gets them some money. I just want an option to watch it in the U.S. even pay maybe. You think that would be an option, right? To even pay for it in the U.S. in the, in the mainland. Instead of those weird Periscope feeds where you have to do portrait lock on your phone to watch. <laughs> so, but a couple of things is starting this year, which is a good deal. And like, good thing, like he mentioned the golden ticket if you're playing, because part of it too, it's luck of the draw. Because if you're not playing Boise State and it's a Wyoming Air Force and there's a 12 day window or six day window, it depends how good your team is. And so that could go to ESPNU. Like your budget could be like the difference was zero to maybe million dollars or two million dollars to some schools, which is completely unfair, which they should have fixed it sooner. So now what it's doing, every it's being div- divvied up evenly, so each team gets one point approximately one point one million, but then Boise State still has a side deal which pays them almost three million per year, two point eight, I wanna say it was here, two point nine. Two uh, two point nine total. So that's unfair about that, but this has to be the right decision.
2: I mean, I think you're right. And I think, especially when you consider the fact that teams in the Mountain West, when they are scheduling their non conference things, we've talked about this in podcasts past about how, you know, Fresno State is making deals to get a million and a half to go play USC, or Nevada is getting a million dollars to go out and play Northwestern and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you take this kind of equity in consideration with that kind of equity, I think in the long run, it's going to make the conference more competitive. Like, yeah, Boise's still going to be getting the extra, you know, million and a half or so, you know, I think at this point, kind of based on brand more than anything. Um, But I think in the long run, like maybe the next five years or so, I think it'll eventually even the playing field because you know be, teams will be able to you know put that money into the program you know to be able to build better facilities you know attract better recruits stuff like that and i think it'll make the mountain west better you know over time
0: sure and the tv deal i think it ended in 2019 i want to say So there'll be renegotiations here's the thing cuz there's a lot of Action on our Facebook page about this and on Twitter going back and forth. I, even though making agreements with, uh, okay, I hate to say it's about San Diego State fans, but it's true with any fan base. There's always a small amount that will complain about anything and cry about anything, about the smallest disadvantage. I even made a joke which I thought was hilarious. There was, um, oh shit, I need to find it real quick. Um, basically saying that uh, BYU, or Boise, when they play BYU, they have an off week, and then like an extra, and the, before they play them, and then extra day to play San Diego State. Mm-hmm. And I put a joke reply, which I assume people got it because it was in all caps. Is a why does Boise always get the advantage? And that signed it most at most San Diego State fans. I'm like, if it's all caps, wouldn't you think that was a joke?
2: Well, I mean, you know, Twitter.com isn't exactly built for nuance. <laughs>
0: You, you, I got one reply. Was that
2: lesson by now
0: with FSU Twitter <laughs> <laughs> draft day will be fun if uh, McNichols goes before Dalvin Cook, but it's probably not going to happen.
2: <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to be so good if it does.
0: Yeah, it was just here's exactly what it was. Boise gets bye week after week four before a Friday night game versus BYU. Also gives Broncos extra day prep before San Diego State game. Mm-hmm. And I put like why did why does Boise get all the breaks all caps. And I put signed and then parentheses nearly every SDSU fan. <laughs> but, which I thought that was pretty clear. But here's the thing like, I think I arguing, and like, our Facebook's going nuts about this. The, re- the clear reason, like, the guy replies to me, he's like, Your point makes no sense because Boise State, if you're going to tune, if you're flipping through Thursday, Friday, even Saturday nights, and Boise State, what would you rather be tuning in for a minute, if it's Boise State or San Diego State?
2: I mean, I feel—I don't know. I feel like that's a kind of a loaded question at this point, just because I think it's, and I think other Aztec fans have brought this up, that at least as far as the last couple of years, it's pretty clear that the Aztecs have had more success than the Broncos have had. Yes, they have. I think if you're thinking in terms of the average college football fan... You know that you know
0: that's what i you know, mean yes
2: yeah the average football fan who has maybe passing knowledge of the mountain west is probably still going to be more inclined to want to watch poise state and san diego state and like i said that's not a disrespect to the aztecs because you know i'm not going to deny the success they've had in the last couple of years but they don't have the track record. And and I say track record in terms of like the last decade plus where, you know, Boise state's gone to fiesta bowls and, you know, people remember those kinds of things. And I think that in the long run, if San Diego state is able to do that, then it would be a little more of an argument, but they haven't quite built up the, the little, you know, nook in the mind of the national consciousness, if that makes sense.
0: It's true. That's, that's my point. Like people like, well, they're better. I'm like, well, P- okay, we can make the dumb joke about Notre Dame going four and eight. Mm-hmm. They still get massive ratings for being on NBC or watching Notre Dame football. Yeah. So that's not, that's a big extreme because of their very, 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 very popular. But that's the point. It's like it's brand versus success. Look at New Mexico. They should have had more games last year on ESPN or national games. They had not very, they had very few. They surely get to six because they keep winning. That'll help and improve. And people complain about CBS. Like, San Diego State, that's the home, basically. That's like, if there's a home team for CBS Sports Network and college football, it's probably San Diego State for how many games are on there. But, like, their arguments, like, and they and one guy mentioned, well, maybe if you go to the Fiesta Bowl or be Fiesta Bowl once in a while, you'll get that respect. But it's true. It's, again, it's You no matter what we say, it's going to be sound, disrespectful to San Diego State fans. And I even mentioned, like, I even talked, like, went back and forth for a while. I'm like, your point's valid. Because they are currently they're like well, okay, first off, they call Boise State a middle of the pack team. If you win ten games, you're not middle of the pack. You're a good, very good football team. And then like they're like well, rankings middle of the season mean nothing as well. I'm like they were ranked top twenty heading into the final week of the season, not mid season rankings. This was the final week they were ranked in the top twenty. And had they beat Air Force, would have had the inside track to going to the Cotton Bowl.
2: Yeah, that's not we-
0: that's not week six rankings. That's week fourteen and week fifteen rankings.
2: And I mean, to add to your point, it's not disrespectful just because I think it's true. Every, I think every fan base intuitively knows this going undefeated is hard, and there's a reason that nobody did it last year.
0: Yeah. And one other thing I brought up, which, okay, here's what I'll go back to my point. Like, we joked about this before the show, but it's true. You had San Diego State going to the Big East years ago. Boise State deciding to go to the Big East had to sign the contract. Had, And at the time, Boise was still a better program. San Diego State was not where it was now. It was getting closer, but they weren't winning double-digit games, winning Mountain West titles back-to-back. And I'll say this a million times. Had San Diego State been perceived as good Boise State, they would have got that sweetheart deal to return to Mountain West. But it was Boise State who had it because – Honestly, had say San Diego, San Diego State decided to stay in the Big East, and who knows what would have happened with the American had they had to go independent for years or come back later, the Mountain West would be just almost, well, nearly the same without them than with them. Is that fair to say? And so that's kind of my point. Go back to there. If you're the better program, if you think you're the bigger or better program, you would have gotten the deal, but you didn't. And that's where the difference is. Now it's much closer. San Diego State has been better the past two years, but also in the next TV deal, there's no leverage from any team leaving to another conference. The next TV deal in a couple years will be, or at least it better be and should be, even across the board. Whatever the revenue comes out to be, it has to be split equally, and I expect that to be the case. I and agree. so that that that's just my final thoughts. Like if if Aztecs were the better program, they would have gotten the deal, but they didn't. And so that's where you stand.
2: Yeah, and I mean, but I think I think this is the kind of conversation that changes very slowly.
0: That too, but yeah. Like,
2: but like you said, it's the kind of thing that's really only going to change if the Aztecs break through in the same way that Boise State did. Like they basically have to get to a New Year's Day game and win it in order to be taken seriously.
0: I'll say this again. Good teams don't lose to South Alabama. Just saying.
2: I mean, and that's the same standard that I would hold any team in the the Mountain West. Like, I know Fresno State fans feel like they need to be in that conversation, too, about, you know, moving to the Pac-12 someday, which I don't think is going to happen. But, um, like, if you want to be taken seriously like that, that is the (laughs) bar, and it is very high for a reason.
0: Yeah, people are pissed when Utah State lost to Arkansas State all those years ago despite Arkansas State winning the Sun Belt for however many years in a row they were winning it at the time. Yeah. So I'd, I'm not picking on uh, – it maybe sounds like I'm picking on Aztecs, but at this conference you shouldn't lose to a Sun Belt team. Boise State plays Troy, pretty good Sun Belt team, very good Sun Belt team. Boise should still win by at least two touchdowns.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So let's get to our – I guess it's our main topic. I don't know. Is that how far we are? We're sitting at 40 minutes already. <laughs>
2: We can call it a main topic. How about that?
0: And the scheduling and that stuff, we I not a ramp, but we had to go get going on that stuff. So over unders. We were gonna make up some fun over unders, which we kinda did. But I was lazy. Work got in the way. But ESPN was lucky to bless us with an updated um power index. Nice. I don't know how it got updated, but it's updated, so here's what we're doing. Kind of a little game here, kinda over unders, um Win totals, I guess, and then we'll have some fun ones at the end. So let's kind of make these quick so we can discuss the fun ones a bit more, more quickly or uh-huh. have more time. So this is order of FPI as well. So Boise, oh, jeez, we guess our Boise State. Is that true? Is that, is that true?
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, it's at the top for a reason. So yeah.
0: They're, they're 57 in the uh, football power index. So here's a couple quick numbers before we get to it. They they say Boise State right now point two chance of going undefeated. chance of winning the conference which okay good for them they're sitting at we'll put the over under at eight wins because we're going to round down it's technically 8.1 okay are they going are they going to get over or under eight wins
2: i think it's pretty easy over
0: he'll take nine or more wins because they've won 10 the past they won nine regular season games the past couple of years and or no 10 last year exhaust to uh Baylor so you think it's a foregone conclusion they'll get uh, above that tonight
2: yeah I mean I think even though they're missing some key pieces on the offensive side of the football I think it's kind of foolhardy to go against the track record that they've established
0: really quick here's the lose games that are potential losses on their schedule I could see where they may get blown. I'm going to say over as well just to get out of the way now but at Washington State possibility mm-hmm. New Mexico's never a given um, at BYU, at San Diego State. And then they lost to Wyoming last year. So there's at least five games they might lose on schedule. And even they go to CSU. So there's six games that are tough on their schedule. And then I'd say Air Force is a step low. But there's six games they may not win this year. But I'm yeah, still going to take the over.
2: Long story short, the Mountain Division remains the Mountain Division.
0: Exactly. So next team, real quick, is San Diego State. We're going to, like I said, blast through these really quick. They actually have a higher... Probability eight and a half,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yet they're ranked lower a little bit, which they're not that far lower. I think they're they're sixty two.
1: Yeah,
0: they're actually given a forty percent chance to win the conference. Point one to win out. So San Diego State, part of it, we'll say it right now. The West Division, I said it was terrible. People got mad at me, but it is. I think it's still pretty terrible. Improving slowly, but still pretty bad. Here's a couple of tough toughies on the schedule at Arizona State. Hosting Stanford. NIU, they're still not what they are, but it's okay. They they finally get Boise again on schedule at home, and they go to Hawaii. And then, obviously, New Mexico, except Black Friday. Yeah, Are they going to win nine games? With a quarterback I mean, returning, basically. They lose P- Pumphrey, but, you know, they got Richard, Richard Penny back there doing his thing.
2: I mean, I think, like Boise, this is a pretty clear call, too. I think that they're they're gonna be probably in a few more fights than they were last year uh you know one or two of the teams in the west division may you know play them within one score where they were getting blown out last year but i think it's pretty safe to say they're still the class of the division at least and so i would say yeah they'll probably win the i would go with the over
0: because did arizona state make a bowl game last year i don't i want to say they didn't
2: I think last year was a down year for Arizona State. Todd Grahams.
0: They lost uh, Mike Norvell, who's at, at Memphis now, right,
2: as their head coach? Uh, yes.
0: They end up going um, – yeah, they didn't go to the bowl game. They lost their last – oh, that's a team that started off like 5-0 or something. 4-0, and they end up going by a 5-7. and So that's not a necessarily a super tough game, but it's something to look out for. But I'll go over two. I'll go 8.5. I'll say 9 or more. They got CSU. They're sitting at 7.7. So do we round up to 8 for them? Yes. That's right in between. So the Rams um, are one of our next overovers kind or not over-over, over-unders. <laughs> they got that new stadium coming up. Is that going to give them a boost by any means?
2: I mean, without knowing kind of the historical precedents for moving into a new facility, I'm not totally sure, but I wouldn't be surprised.
0: So they moved their home opener, Oregon State, so they actually have a bye week in this, in the this season, which is nice for them to have. They host Oregon State. They're at seven and a half. That's interesting because Oregon State's not a good team. Colorado lost their quarterback. They go to freaking Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> then they have, like, New Mexico's not easy on the road. They go to Wyoming. They host Boise. Are they gonna? Would you say they're going to win eight games next year? Because I remember my stupid upset pick late in the year to recap the season or super early was Rams are going to win the Mountain West Conference. So I have to say over, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is going to depend on how well they do against the West Division. And I think that the the toughest matchup they're going to get is traveling to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Colorado State should be a really good offense that puts up points against just about anybody. So while the non-conference schedule has a few more challenges than the conference schedule, I think... I would probably go over here as well, actually.
0: So they'll get to nine
2: wins. I think they will.
0: Cause look at their non-conference schedule. I could easily see them going three and one, just losing yeah. to Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then a beneficial for them to get the off week before they go to Hawaii. So they go from Tuscaloosa, hang out at home for a while. Then they can go to Hawaii on Saturday night game.
2: Yeah. And like, it's going to depend on how they do in that three game stretch after Alabama. Cause they go at Hawaii at Utah state in Nevada. And if they can get to 3-0 and in conference play after that point, then, what, they're 5-1 and at that point? And I think from there, it's, you know, there's, it's a few there's a few more fights along the way, but it's definitely doable, I think,
0: I see that you, Yeah, if you first saying get to nine wins, but that stretch at New Mexico, host Air Force, at Wyoming, host Boise, whew, that's pretty tough there. Yeah. Taking the over. We will do it and take the over. And they're in the FBI, they're one spot behind San Diego State. And so next up on the list, really quick, uh, Wyoming Cowboys seven is the over under, so that means eight <sighs> or six.
2: <laughs> oh man, that's hard. Um, honestly, I'm not totally sure about Wyoming, and I understand that they've got Josh Allen coming back, but and I, they'll probably have an easier time in the non conference than a lot of other teams, but. At least for right now, without having had a good look at what their spring looks like or what their depth chart looks like, I don't have a great feeling about them. So I would probably go under for the Cowboys.
0: For them, we do know um, Josh Allen's back. Brian Hill's gone. They lose their uh, Roulier. Center's going to be drafted. Um, they C.J. Johnson should be good at wide receiver. I just think if the offensive line's strong, they should be okay. But Josh Allen losing so much talent around him be difficult and they do open up at Iowa like their non-conference isn't terrible terrible, but it's still pretty good because like they should beat Texas State they they should beat Garner Webb they mm-hmm. go to Iowa which is Craig Bull going to continue them losing it but from former North Dakota State or current North Dakota State teams
2: I mean <laughs> you know Iowa's going to Iowa in that game it doesn't really matter
0: well didn't they lose the North Dakota that's why I mentioned the uh, Bison they lost North Dakota State last year right they did so there's that. And Craig Ball used to coach there, and Wyoming is uh, pretty good. So they could be th- like, honestly, like this is not me just spouting off because of pimping the league, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be overly shocked if they were to go four and zero in conference play.
2: Yeah, I guess not.
0: Because Oregon, like you said, they have a new coach, Willie Taggart's there. They weren't very good last year. They still got athletes, and what he did at South Florida is pretty impressive prior to moving up to Eugene but they go to they go to iowa iowa that could be one like i said garner Web, yes oregon at home maybe they host hawaii with for the oh that's the um the um shoot what's it called the uh hawaiian cowboy trophy right what's, the do, what's it called
2: trophy.
0: yes that's that trophy that's the best one so you have that but they could seriously go five and oh they probably won't but i wouldn't be surprised they got to go to boise they got to go to air force uh you said under right at six Yeah, I'm going to trust Craig Bull and say over alright then it's it's a tough one to say but I think they can do it over I think because like I said they should win before their bye week they should have at least three wins I think they can beat um, New Mexico at home Fresno at home and San Jose State on the road they just need to beat like uh, Boise and Utah State or CSU
2: yeah so, like said, it's it's a lot of it is going it's to be tough how, how they play on the road i think because they have a very friendly home schedule
0: this year true yeah because the only the easy road game i'd say is san jose state that's it yeah all right so oh, that's a that's a tough one next one real quick i'm gonna say the over no matter what air force at five
2: <laughs> that seems awfully low
0: <laughs> the reason why it's low and i i remember is i think it was like 4.2 earlier part of it Part of their formula is um, returning players, returning starters, Mm -hmm. and I believe Air Force loses nine defensive starters off last year's team.
2: That yeah, I guess that would make sense.
0: And that's why, however, and so that's like even a quick glance at their schedule, they get VMI, they get off week before Michigan, which they probably won't win, but their road schedule is pretty tough at Michigan, at New Mexico, at Navy at Nevada, at CSU, at Boise State. Holy crap. Are they going to win a road game?
2: Apparently the only team that has less returning starters in the entire FBS is Michigan.
0: Oh, there we go. They face off in week three.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, they're definitely going to have a lot of questions in how they replace some a lot of the talent on defense. But I feel like if Worthman can be as good of a passer as he was last year, that offense is going to be killer.
0: I got to praise um, Robinette, though. Jalen Robinette.
2: Yeah, but I mean, even even without Robinette, with the oh, running of, coming back, it's it should be as good as it was by the end of last year. And I'd so that's so. why I would take the over.
0: Yeah, I, I Partly because Air Force is always prepared. Yeah, that road schedule is pretty brutal. But they could easily win every home game. Maybe San Diego State, obviously being the exception, and and even Wyoming. But I I, I gotta say over because there that one year where they won two games. That's a very anomal for them for for that to happen. All right, Utah yeah. State's also at the same thing at five. Oh boy, I uh, what do we know about Utah State? here real quick.
2: <laughs> well. Um, I mean, I know that we know that they were unlucky last year in some respects. Very. I mean, I feel I I, I have a feeling that when we start getting into the team previews, I'm probably going to feel better about Utah State than you will. I think that they're probably good enough to go over their projection here. And whether, that's, and whether that's a rebound to 6-6 six and six in a bowl game like, you know, the New Mexico Bowl or the Hawaii Bowl or something like that, that I feel is kind of where they're headed.
0: Well, real quick, they have a new offense. Mm-hmm. They have – hopefully they have a running game and offensive line to help that because they got Kent Myers back. Like I said, they probably have two of the be- – one of the better receiving cores in Rontavian – wait, it's Rontavian Quarver. Or no, Ron Quavian Tarver. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And Rashad Lewis, two of the best names as well. Kent Myers is back defense, they last year was tough because who they lost, but they bring back lost starters. Like they could like they have Idaho State, they they should win. I have no problem seeing them beating Wake Forest, who wasn't that great last year, if I'm correct on that. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest is never very not never all that great. So that's uh the return game from a couple years ago, because Wake last year they uh they did go to a bowl game and won that bowl game, but they lost four of their last five of the last seven games they started off strong by beating up like on Delaware Indiana and Tulane so that might be a win for Utah State but they go to San Jose State should be a win they got a good home stretch BYU CSU Wyoming
2: I don't is, is that a I, good home stretch though because I feel like if they're getting to six wins they're gonna have to go two and one on that stretch and I just meant I, done. Yeah.
0: I don't know if that's possible because think...
2: BYU's defense is going to be
0: good. They'll have a good quarterback, but their running game receiving core is still very much in question.
2: I think if Utah State's going to get to 6-6, six and six, and we'll talk more about this in future podcasts, they're going to have to go at least 500 at home, and they're probably going to have to go at least 500 in non-conference play. Uh, it's... But we'll see.
0: Are you going to... So what are you saying, over or under?
2: I'm saying over, because I think they can get to 6-6. Six and six. Uh...
0: I love Matt Wells, but... all right, Oh, man. I'm going to say under right now. Okay. Because, like I said, running game was not very good last year. You got the QB receivers. It's defense, like all those things I mentioned, but they're they're not going to beat Wisconsin. I don't think they'll beat BYU. I don't think they'll beat uh, CSU. Wyoming, maybe. But they go to UNLV, which they should be better. They got Boise at home. That's another loss. Had to Mexico, Hawaii... Set last month of the season, too. like Their conference, like, BYU on? Look at that. BYU, CSU, well, I mean, bowl team, bowl team, bowl team. Mm-hmm. You UNLV should put up points. Boise bowl team, New Mexico bowl team, and a road game. Off week, and then bowl team, bowl team, the end of the season. Every, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six other seven games are against ones that went to a bowl game this past season. So I'm going to say under right now. Okay. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, I know Ket Myers follows follows us on Twitter. He likes our stuff, but I apologies to him. All right, this one's the most. This one might be even more ridiculous than Air Force. New Mexico at five.
2: So you think it's where's, it,
0: where's the respect, man? Come on.
2: I think a lot of it because you said returning starters has a lot to do with it, and they are kind of in the same boat as Air Force as far as returning uh, defensive yeah. starters. Because yeah. Air Force has one guy coming back. New Mexico only has three.
0: Because they lose um, Trayvon Gibson. Mm-hmm. So who's their returning starters? Let me guess. They're, uh they consider um, Lamar Jordan a returning starter? Yes. So him, they have, I'm going to guess, a random wide receiver and a defense alignment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I Kimmy Carson is coming back. I think he's the lone starter back on the defense.
0: Okay, this may change because their defense hasn't been very good. Oh, man so what? what is it five we said right is that correct uh yes okay they're gonna start off 2-0 and they're gonna be abilene christian and mexico state i think i think they'll beat fresno state do you believe that's the case
2: probably yeah
0: three they played texas a&m in november 11th how did that happen <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me guess that's cupcake weekend for sec and they think the lobos are a cupcake right could be Here's the thing about New Mexico, I still have the Mike the Mike Loxley stink on them.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: That, that's hard to wash off, man.
2: So what you what are you saying?
0: I don't I really don't want to say under. Because they surprised me every year, even though I backed them a couple years ago. I'm gonna say over out of principle, but it's it's looking tough because the Tulsa game last year was pretty ridiculous for them. They gave up too many passing touchdowns. Air Force for Sim will be interesting, but that can grind it out to be either way. CSU has a overall better team. It's just that it's it's also the defense. I don't trust their defense at all either.
2: My impression is that they'll probably win a game or two that they shouldn't, and they'll probably lose a game or two that they shouldn't as well.
0: Like so like last year.
2: Yeah, and so on the but on the whole, I think that the offense is probably still good enough to cover up the defensive liabilities. So mm-hmm. I would probably take the over because I think that the offense is still good enough to get to six wins.
0: Cause, yeah, because I think like they could, they should beat UNLV, they could beat Utah State, both at home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I said, Abilene, Christian, three, Mexico State, four. They just need two more to get there, and Fresno's probably five. So I'll go over anyways, but I'm not comfortable like them winning at Wyoming, mm-hmm. them beating, winning at San Diego State. Those are tough games. But I'll go over it just because I believe in football bob. Alright, we need to make these quick. We're going to running way too long. Right. So UNLV at five and a half. I say under. Same. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Nevada four four and a half? That has to be over, right? Oh no.
2: <laughs> I mean, I didn't have a good feeling about Nevada last year. And at least at this point, I don't know that they've done anything to really change my mind about it. So I'm going to say slightly under.
0: We do know James Butler's back. There's a QB battle between Corn- Cornwell and um, Ty Ganji, but Ganji has the edge right now.
2: They have a very yeah. unforgiving non-conference schedule.
0: I don't have it up here. Who do they have a non-conference?
2: At Northwestern, home hey. versus Toledo, home versus Idaho State at Washington State.
0: I could see them splitting that possibly. I
2: don't know, man.
0: <laughs> Does Slato have um, Logan Woodside back again?
2: I believe they do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a loss.
0: <laughs> I think they could beat Northwestern, maybe.
2: Yeah, we can we can talk more about that later. Yeah,
0: I would say, yeah, they're gonna prove me prove me wrong because they're in the West. So, San Jose, UNLV, maybe. Uh, I gotta go under right now. So sorry, right. they're under Hawaii. So Hawaii's 4.6. Or are we rounding up or down on that? Uh, we're rounding up to five. I know. I'm just curious. They're closer to four and a half than five. I think they'll get it because they UMass, Western Carolina, the open season. <laughs> I think they'll get to it.
2: I think they probably will, too.
0: I'll say a bowl if, game again.
2: If only because they do play 13 games again, right? Oh, they
0: do play 13. Do they? Three. See three, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. No, only twelve this year.
2: Oh really? Okay. Well that's surprising.
0: They start August twenty sixth and get two by games, two bye weeks, so. There you go. I think they'll get to a bowl game because I think they can beat San Jose. I think they can beat UNLV, Fresno three, uh maybe CSU four. Ooh, yeah, they'll get to six. will say six wins for them. Okay. Fresno State four. You go first.
2: <laughs> uh well I'm going under.
0: <laughs> you have to right
2: I mean I think it'll be I just tend to think at least at this point that it's going to be a longer climb back to the top than a lot of other people around here seem to think it will be I think they'll Let definitely me, uh, be more competitive from week to week but I don't think it's going to show up all the way in the win-loss column
0: okay serious question and this is not to be mean or rude are they going to win more than one game this year yes they're going to be incarnate world who else are they going to beat
2: I think they could beat Nevada if I'm being honest
0: it's a home and game so I could see they, that they maybe. should have beaten
2: Nevada last year let's not forget that and I think that if UNLV isn't able to get their quarterback situation sorted out they could beat the Rebels as well
0: what about San Jose on the road
2: um I mean I'm not totally sure about that I haven't I don't have a good feel on San Jose yet
0: yeah they got a new quarterback well kind of a new quarterback in Josh Love there but okay I, was, I wasn't being rude but looking at who they play it's like so. it's there's only a couple winnable games on there so hopefully let's just say this they're not getting to a bowl game like you did in Cal year, year one for him right for Ted probably not alright last one San Jose State at four
2: honestly this might be the only one where I want to say it's a push you think so yeah, because I mean, I think they're interesting on offense, and I think they have some pieces in place on defense. A lot of it is going to come down to kind of like UNLV, how they get their quarterback situation settled. Because well,
0: it's going to be Josh Love, right?
2: He's just yeah. Awesome. Ne- I am just saying they nearly got Kenny Potter killed last year, and they <laughs> that too. Oh, they're going to need to avoid right. doing that <laughs> to uh, to try and survive in the West Division. They do
0: get South Florida with a new coach at home. Mm-hmm. They get Cal Poly. They go to Texas, or they go to Utah. I may go to that game. We'll see if that works out. Like, the games they can win, like, UNLV, that's But that's road game. Like, the Fresno game, that can go either way. Uh, I'm going to say under, man. I got to go under. Okay. Because the West games, like, at Nevada, eh, tough. They, San Diego State comes to town, but that that's not going to happen, so... Let me go under. So let's go to our quick – this is going way too long. Sorry we're over, folks. You had bonus time here. We're at 65 minutes. So really quick, um, we made some of our own that hopefully they're entertaining or not. You can play at home if you wish. So people are in love with Armani Rogers at UNOV. We said you and I came to the conclusion four and a half starts for him.
2: So what do you think?
0: Right now there's – you have Johnny Stanton back. Mm-hmm. And so he has the arm, but Rogers is a pretty highly regarded recruit who registered last year, and they lost Dalton, Sneed needed transferred. Looking and they have at
2: their Kurt sp- deck
0: That's right, Kurt Ballendeck as well. He's also in the mix. Here's what I'm thinking: It could be over because they opened the season versus Howard and at Idaho.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Two games where UNLV could win. I know isn't this Idaho's last year in FBS?
2: Uh, Yes, it is.
0: And they beat CSU last year. are so not a terrible team, but normally they're not great. Mm-hmm. So I could see him getting a start versus Howard in Idaho. They get an off week before they go to Ohio State. I'm thinking with the early, easy schedule, I don't know who's going to win the job right now because it hasn't been decided. I'm going to say over on him getting four and a half starts, so at least five.
2: See, I'm thinking even if he does get into those games, I feel like there's... I don't want to say it's a certainty, but that that there's a strong possibility that he does not start those games. And with that in mind, I would say the under, I think the chances are that he'll probably appear in more than four and a half games, but as far as starting more than four and a half games, I don't think so right now.
0: Okay. So that's sort of a different question or answer to both of those, which is fine. I, I get your, I understand exactly. So how many games do you think he'll appear in if he's not starting?
2: like i said i think he'll probably appear in more than four and a half but i think he'll start less than four and a half
0: i wanted the specific number of some sort come on
2: (laughs) that's fine a couple of starts (laughs) no i I just
0: meant like if he's gonna appear like he's gonna appear like in every game so no that's fine i thought you'd say yeah i'll see him in eight games but i'll go over you go under because since you hate armani rogers got it check mark oh come on (laughs) (laughs) okay next one really quick um I'm taking over on this no matter what, and I put it in, in millions. The mention of Jeff Tedford being a quarterback guru.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I couldn't set this high enough, could I?
2: I guarantee you, you will hear it at least once per broadcast.
0: And especially if it's a new crew calling that game.
2: See, the, and then, like, the the parlay on this would be, like... Which quarterbacks they mentioned yes. most often with regards to his quarterback guru? Because obviously, Aaron Rodgers, come on, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the number one. But then, like, who's number two? Is it? Is it David Carr? Is it Achilles Smith? Is it Joey Harrington?
0: Kyle Bowler, you got it? he. Hey, he got Kyle Bowler to be a first round draft pick, man.
2: Your periodic reminder, by the way, that all four <laughs> of those guys were garbage at the NFL level. <laughs> And that they were probably not as good as you remember them in college, but that's beside the point.
0: Let me say it's about David Carr. It was not his fault. He was sucked in the NFL. Okay, the David, Texans... David
2: Carr accepting the Texans what? ruined. Him.
0: Tony Baselli. That's all I got to say. Oh jeez. Yes. Let's 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 take an expansive draft pick, which is nothing really to be excited about, and take it on an aging thirty-seven or so offensive tackle.
1: I hope and you're start happy him.
0: That's the re. No, I'm not because that's the reason they didn't take Derek Carr, and I'm still bitter about it. That nobody could give it to me. Otherwise, the PR backlash for not drafting or for drafting Derek Carr would have been huge, even though it was the right choice to make.
2: Never forget. And now they're stuck with Brock
0: Osweiler. Todd,
2: uh, don't uh, move on. <laughs> move on. Okay, moving on. Rashad Penny, <laughs> replacing Donal Humphrey as the lead back at San Diego State. Over under 1,500 rushing yards.
0: I will say the over because he got, um, what did he get last year? 1,200? 1, no,
2: 1,100
0: yards just about.
2: Yeah, I think he was just done.
0: Uh, yeah, I have it right here really quick. He had 10, 8, Okay, 1,018 yards, an impressive 7.5 yards per carry average, which he probably or likely won't uh, achieve. He only had 10 carries a game. Pumphrey had 25. Let's just say he doubles that to 20, which would be, I think it's reasonable. And so he's at, he's not going to double its yardage to get to 2000, but I think there's a good chance he could get a 50% increase in yardage on double the carries.
2: And see, honestly, I feel like even if he gets a hundred more carries this year, I, first of all, I don't think he's going to be averaging seven and a half yards per carry nope. again, as awesome as that would be. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where he's going to get really close to 1,500 yards. But he's not going to get there because I also have a feeling that Juwan Washington is going to be really good and that he's basically going to be the new Richard Penny in that backfield. So I think what's going to happen is they're probably both going to end up with like 2,500 combined rushing yards or something like that. But that Washington will be just over 1,000 yards and that Penny will be just under 1,500.
0: Because last year Washington had 441 yards on 55 carries, four touch, four attempts a game. So I think the good comparison, like if you look at what James Butler did last year, he's basically doubled the carries, uh, 260. He was at 1336, and his average was just over five yards a carry, which is very good. So I'm wondering if he'll get in that range. I think he could. Pa- well, it also one caveat of that a little bit. I we don't know if he's returning kicks as well. Because he – I think he should because he's won the uh, special teams player of the year back-to-back. And so I would say combine yards easily because he had 225 last year in receiving. But I'm still going to say over because they're going to want to – because honestly, Aztecs receivers, who's stepping up? I don't know. And so they're going to rely on the running game more early on or do status quo. So I think he may – not that he'll slow down, but they'll increase the passing if that Christian Chapman and whoever catches the ball – finds a rhythm, finds, finds a groove, and throws the ball more than they did last year. But I think he'll get it. All right, real quick. Brett Rippin touchdowns, 30. That's a lot. Uh, he had 26 last year. <sighs> their schedule. Oh, I should have their schedule up in front of me again. Um, They lose, they lose Thomas Spurbeck. I'm going to say under because the receiving core... Is, well, I guess they do have Cedric Wilson still. He could take up for spur back. But I got to say, under. That's a lot of touchdowns. 30 touchdowns would be. What would that be, national? I guess under. I think he'll he'll get more than 26. I think he could get close, like maybe 28. But if you look at the national leaders last year, there were only 16 quarterbacks who had 30 or more passing touchdowns. So that's, that's a decent amount, but. What do you think? Are you going over or under on this?
2: I think it'll probably be slightly under as well. And I think a lot of that will have to do with the fact that even though losing Jeremy McNichols is obviously significant for that offense, they're probably going to figure out how to replace him with like two or three other guys. And I think they'll probably get a similar amount of production from that part of the offense. So while I think he'll improve incrementally again, I don't think it'll be enough to crack that 30 touchdown barrier.
0: That's tough. And he struggled a bit at times last year as well. Yeah. Alright, really quick. Um Air Force QB Arian Worthman averaging one hundred yards per game on the ground.
2: As much as I think it would be awesome if he averaged over that, I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: Cause last year, um Oh shoot, where's the quarterback here? Dang it, um, who was your starting quarterback last year? It was um It was oh, Nate geez. Romine. Nate Romine. He was not necessarily the runner. What did he average last year? Do you have that in front of you? I should
2: have. Uh, hey, let's Andy. see. Romine. I'm trying to look this up real quick. Because
0: Worthington it? took over halfway through as well through the season. Yeah. And he clearly looks to be more athletic and a more type of a runner than um, Romine was.
2: So Okay, so Romine only had 31 yards per game. Worthman, by contrast, had 84 yards per game.
0: Because there's only one game where he got over 100. That was against Georgia State. What did um, I should look up Tim Jefferson's stats? He'd probably be the most comparable. You think? I would think I'm going to go over because they lose uh, a Jalen Robinet. They lose they lose talent on that receiving core, which I know they don't throw a ton but he's going to get drafted, I think, or will get drafted at some point. I the, and watching him take over, I, I I'm going to go over. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say over.
2: I think he's probably going to end up somewhere around eighty or ninety, which is still going to be really good.
0: Because they also lose a bunch of running backs as well. Yeah, I need to look who it is. Because looking back at Tim Jefferson, he averaged maybe like fifty yards. He passed more, but he's hmm. between fifty and seventy. Nothing huge over his um, like final couple of years as starter. So I, I it's risky, but I'm going over. I'm going I'm going big. All right. All right, real quick. Bowl team six and a half. Under. under there were seven last year so who's so who's not going to the bowl like who your bowl team's in really quick you want to rattle them off
2: uh yeah boise new mexico <laughs> colorado state, <laughs> San Diego state um maybe utah state maybe wyoming maybe i'm not totally sure about hawaii
0: i'm gonna go under and say there will be six because, like I said, there's, Hawaii came out of nowhere to get that still a bid last year, essentially. Yeah. And it helped that they were... And there's also other circumstances because of conferences who don't fulfill requirements. So I will say... I'll go under, but I'll say six is the norm because they've had seven for... A, a, what Wasn't it the past two years?
2: I believe so, yeah.
0: So, yeah, I, I think it's under because um, unless Utah State does something, I that's the team where... I would go over the edge of them and I'm not still entirely sure of what they what they're up to. This next one's tough, man. You, um ten win season, ten win teams. I'm gonna Two say and a half.
2: I'm gonna say under.
0: Cause there were last year you had and this includes bowl games, there were three last year. You had Boise State, Air Force, and San Diego State. New Mexico had nine, so there were four teams within one game and then if you look the year before I think they also had that same number let's see really quick we should look this up um you no know, there's one but no it was 2014 I believe where there was two typically there's like one I believe usually the conference champ maybe the other division champ mm-hmm. yeah because here's the thing: there's four in 2014 all coming from the mountain division yeah and now was the year Fresno won the division at six oh jeez <laughs> Oh man. The West is terrible. Was terrible. Is terrible outside of San Diego State really.
2: Yeah. That's fair to say.
0: I'd have to look at the schedules more closely, but I gotta say under because it's not the norm. Because three I, I could see two is realistic every year. But getting three it's happened twice since twenty fourteen. And even going back to twenty thirteen, they had only one. So I'm going as when first day was loving to two. I'm gonna go under. And I could see two like ah typically like this next year I would see San Diego State and whoever wins the mountain division,
2: yeah, that sounds about right.
0: I could see more because like I'm really high in CSU. Boise State should be close, San Diego State has a real good chance to be there as well, so it's a realistic possibility I could see three, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna go safe bet Sanderson, too, and be a chicken, all right, <laughs> all right, I think we're done. I don't think we need to add anything else because we've gone. 80 minutes you're welcome yes exactly you're welcome 15 of that is a burrito talk
2: <laughs> yeah feel free to skip that in retrospect
0: well maybe I'll put a note in the show, show notes 14 minutes and 30 seconds coming for football talk so that's the show for tonight we'll prepare oh our next show is, going, is our next show going to be about um, creepy um, Fresno State Photoshop
2: we'll have to talk about that because it, it caught the attention of the mothership for those of you who didn't pay attention to that um people are noticing so we have to talk about it
0: we will make it fun it might be a non-cfb show a little bit but how come the um, puppy bowl um post was taken out of the puppy one did you notice that i have no idea i went back to the tweet real quick i'm gonna make a video of it just because you can and the puppy uh, puppy day national puppy day was removed on twitter
2: i don't know
0: So, so if you have that um, send us a screenshot on MWC Connection on Twitter. So, that yeah, that's our show for tonight. Uh, thanks for listening, sticking, sticking with us on your long commute or whatever it may be, airplane flight, or you're sport at work, you want to hear two rando dudes chat about college football and burritos. Thank you. We appreciate it. iTunes, leave a review. Stitcher, leave a review. Here hey, on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, I guess, and share on YouTube as well. Just give us a review. That's all we ask for, right, Matt? Yeah. Give us something. We want to know how we're doing because – are we just spitting the wind or are people actually listening well I know people are listening, but maybe some feedback we ask do we have to what do we have to do to beg to get feedback? what's the deal?
2: We just keep asking nicely please okay
0: we'll ask nicely please maybe do we need to be nicer to say Diego state fans at times
2: we'll, we'll say that we'll welcome you even if you're team bacon let's put it that way
0: who you're going out you're going on a limb out there for you to say that
2: well, I'll forgive you for now.
0: <laughs> for now. All right. That's what we got for tonight. MWCConnection.com is our website. So check out more off-season nonsense there. And as always, yes, we're biased against you. Yes.